السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ دس از پارٹ ٹو آف انگلش ٹرانسلیشن آف دا ٹاک دا امپورٹنس آف کنسلٹنگ ادرس بائی مفتی مولانا محمد تقی عثمانی دامت برکات ہوں سم ٹائمز اے ینگر پرسن گیوز اے سجیشن دیٹ ہیز ناٹ اوکر ٹو دی اولڈر پرسن بفور دا ٹریٹی آف ہدیبیا واز سائنڈ دا ہولی پروفٹ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ہیڈ ٹریولڈ ود ہز کمپینینس دا صحابہ ٹوڈس مکہ مکرمہ with the intention of performing Umrah. When they reached Hudaybiya on the way to Makkah, the non-believers of Makkah stopped him and his companions from entering Makkah and told them they would not let them perform Umrah. The holy companions became angry that they were not being allowed to perform Umrah. Eventually, after negotiations, a peace treaty was signed which is known as the Treaty of Hudaybiya. One of the conditions of this treaty was that this year Muslims would not perform Umrah. They would return to Medina Munawra and would come back next year to perform Umrah. On the face of it, this demand from the Quraysh was completely unjustified because after the Muslims were all, because after the Muslims had almost reached the doors of Masjid al-Haram, they were being told to return to Medina Munawra without doing Umrah and come back next year. There were a number of other conditions which are humiliating for Muslims on the surface. But because at that time Allah Ta'ala had commanded the Holy Prophet ﷺ to accept these conditions, the Holy Prophet ﷺ did what he had been bidden. There were a lot of hidden advantages for Muslims in accepting those conditions which became apparent later. Because the Holy Prophet ﷺ and his companions were in Ihram, the question then arose how to come out of Ihram when a person in Ihram is stopped by an enemy and it's not possible for him to perform Umrah. At that time, a verse of the Noble Quran was revealed that if such a situation arises, a Muslim should send an animal to be sacrificed within the boundaries of Haram, which is the surroundings of the Kaaba. And when that animal has been slaughtered, he can come out of Ihram after getting his hair shaved. The Sahaba therefore sent their animals to the Haram and they were sacrificed. Then the Holy Prophet said to the companions, Get your head shaved and get out of your Ihram so that we return to Medina Munawwara. But none of the companions wanted to... Um, Uh, come out of Haram at that time. The Holy Prophets are advanced to follow this command. The Holy Prophet Wasallam's whole life, it was probably the only other uh, incident when he ordered his companions to do something and they did not immediately obey him. The other one being when he ordered Hazrat Ali Rajilanho, um, to erase the wording Muhammad Prophet of Allah from the treaty document and Hazrat Ali was unable to do so. The reason was that the Sahaba was, were so emotional that they wanted to attack the Quraysh and do Umrah by force. That is why they did not want to sign this treaty and go back to Medina without performing Umrah. These were the same Sahaba about whom the negotiator from the non-believers of Makkah had told them upon his return 
that he had seen such strange scenes that when the Holy Prophet ﷺ performed wuzu, that is ablution, the Sahaba took the remaining water from his wuzu in their hands before it dropped on earth and rubbed it on their bodies. Similarly, the Sahaba did not let his saliva fall on earth and rubbed it on their bodies. They were so loyal to the Holy Prophet ﷺ and yet none of them was advancing to get their heads shaved and come out of their ihram. After this, the Holy Prophet ﷺ went inside his tent. His wife, Hazrat Umm Salma, had accompanied him on this journey. The Holy Prophet ﷺ said to her, Today I have seen a strange scene. These are the people who are happy to shed their blood on my command. However, today I have asked them to remove their ihram twice, but none of them was prepared to do it. So in a way, the Holy Prophet ﷺ consulted Hazrat Umm Salma anha. Even though he was the wife of Prophet, even though he was the Prophet of Allah Taala, but because Allah Taala has command, commanded Muslim to consult others, so he consulted his wife. Hazrat Umm Salma anha suggested, "O Prophet of Allah ﷺ, these Sahaba of yours are overcome by emotions at this time." and they are heartbroken. So do not mind their behavior. Do not ask them again and again. However, please do one thing, which is that you go out, get your head shaved, and remove your ihram. Then let's see what happens. The Holy Prophet said, You have made a very good suggestion. He went outside the tent and asked one of his companions to start shaving his head. As soon as he had started doing it, Sahaba Huma thought when the Holy Prophet is removing his ihram, who are we to show more valor than him? They immediately started shaving each other's heads and removing their ihram. This was the outcome of the suggestion of Hazrat Umm Salma Anha. It is said about her that she was known as one of the wise ones meaning she was one of those people who Allah Ta'ala had granted a very high degree of wisdom and intelligence. This suggestion is an example of her wisdom in that she understood the psychology of the companions, the Sahaba, that once they start seeing the Holy Prophet ﷺ do something, they won't be able to hold themselves back and would immediately start following his actions. On this occasion, the Prophet of Allah Ta'ala took a suggestion from someone who wasn't a Prophet and Hazrat Umm Salama had an idea which initially hadn't come to the Holy Prophet One lesson we learn from this event is that it is an expectation of Sharia that we should consult people who are younger than us or by convention are not of the same stature as us. The Holy Prophet ﷺ consulted the Sahaba on numerous occasions. There is another great occasion, a lesson we learn from the event of Hidabiya. It is that Deen is not the name of fulfilling one's own wishes. It is not the name of following one's emotions. In fact, Deen is the name of obeying the orders and commandments of Allah Ta'ala 
and the Holy Prophet Even when we are very emotional about something and our emotional emotions are tempting us to do something, Deen is the name of bring our, bringing our emotions under control at that time and obey the will and command of Allah Ta'ala and the Holy Prophet Before the Treaty of Hudaybiyah was signed, the emotions of Muslims dictated that they fight the non-believers and do not accept the humiliating conditions that the non-believers were forcing on them. But once they saw what the Holy Prophet was doing, their temperament cooled down and they followed the example of the Holy Prophet The Holy Prophet had motivated the Sahaba to do jihad, but when it wasn't the right time to engage in jihad, for example, at the treaty of Hude, at the time of Treaty of Hudaybiyah, he stopped them from engaging in it to the extent that not a single Sahabi unsheathed his weapon. This teaches us that the core of the is ittiba or obedience of which Allah Ta'ala and Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam command us to do at any given time. At that particular moment, the command from the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was not to engage in jihad. So that was deen, deen at that time. Deen is not the name of following our wishes and emotions. Deen is the name of following what Allah Ta'ala expects us to do at any particular moment. The Sahaba showed everyone how to follow Allah's Deen by their example. When it was time to lay down their lives in Allah Ta'ala's way in the battles of Badr and Uhud, that is what they did. And when the command came not to engage in battle, like at the time of Treaty of Hudaybiyah, this is what they did. This is what Deen truly is. There is one more thing to know about taking or giving someone's opinion. First, we need to understand what is the purpose of seeking someone else's opinion. The purpose of consulting others is that we get an opinion from another person who has some experience and knowledge of that area. However, if someone has sought our opinion and, and knowledge of, about a matter, he is not bound to act on our suggestion. He has full right whether he chooses to act on it or not. If he feels that what we have suggested is not the best course of action for them to suit their circumstances, then from the point of view of the Sharia, he is well within the rights not to act on it. Sometimes people feel upset and angry if they, if they suggested doing something to someone which wasn't then acted upon. They feel that their opinion was devalued or ignored. That is not correct. The purpose of consulting someone is to find out their opinion about the matter. The opinion then doesn't become binding on the person who sought it. Whose opinion can be more valid in this world than that of the Holy Prophet There was a Sahabiya named Hazrat Barira Raziyalanha. She was initially a slave and later had converted to Islam. Her owner had given her in the nikah of Hazrat Mughis. The rule of Sharia at that time when slavery existed was that the slave's owner had the authority to get him or her married to who he or she wished. 
and the slave could not decline. After some time of this nikah, Hazrat Barida Razilanha was granted her freedom and became an independent person. Sharia's another ruling was that if a slave's master had given them in the nikah of someone, then after regaining after gaining independence, they had the right whether or to continue that marriage or not. When Hazrat Barida Razilanha was freed, the Holy Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam told her told her Sharia's ruling that she was now she now had the right to decide whether to stay in her marriage or not. Hazrat Barida Razilanha was not happy with her husband. Therefore, she decided to get separated from him. Her husband, Hazrat Mughis Razilanha, loved her greatly, so did not want this marriage to end. Hazrat Abdullah ibn Abbas Razilanha has narrated that I still remember those scene, scenes when Hazrat Mughis Razilanha would be following Hazrat Barira Razilanha on the streets of Medina Munawwara with tears following from his eyes and beseeching her not to end the marriage but Hazrat Barida Razilanha was not agreeable to that eventually Hazrat Mughis went to the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and said O Prophet of Allah Barida wants to end her nikah with me but I don't want her to do so would you please recommend to her that she stays in this nikah with me the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam called Hazrat Barira Razgalanha and said to her, Why don't you stay in this nikah with him? Stay in this marriage. Hazrat Barira Razgalanha asked, O Prophet of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, what are you saying? What you are saying to that continue this nikah? Is this a suggestion or an order? If it is your order, then I cannot dare to go against it. I'll definitely obey you and will stay in this nikah. The Holy Prophet ﷺ replied, It is not an order, it's a suggestion. Hazrat Barira replied, If it is your suggestion, then I'm free whether to accept it or not. The truth of the matter is, it will be difficult to, for me to spend my life with him. That is why I'm going to get separated from him. The Holy Prophet ﷺ said, That is fine. This incident illustrates the wisdom of the companions of the Holy Prophet ﷺ beautifully. On one hand, Hazrat Barira showed full regard for the exalted status of the Holy Prophet ﷺ and said to him that if this is your order, I will obey it fully. Even if it means, even if it means I have to sacrifice my wishes and my feelings. However, if it's your suggestion, then Sharia has given me the right whether I accept it or not. So in that case, I'll make my own decision. Also, the Holy Prophet also did not get upset that Hazrat Barida Radilanha did not accept his suggestion and did not express any displeasure at what she said. Rather, he validated her decision in a way. This incident also clarifies this edict of Sharia that when an elder asks you to do something, first consider whether he is giving you a command or a suggestion. For example, if one's father or a teacher are ordering to do you to do something, then we must obey that order. But if, we have made, if they have made a suggestion, then we have the right to choose whether to act on it or not. If the Holy Prophet 
did not get upset at his suggestion not being accepted then who are we to get angry when we suggest something to someone and they do not act on it please understand it clearly that when you are making a suggestion to someone do not insist that they must accept it or must accept act on it all we are accountable for is that when someone asks us our opinion about something we give him the advice which is which in our honest opinion would be the best course of action for them beyond that he is free to choose whether to act it on on it or not we won't be asked in akhirat why we didn't act on why he didn't act on our advice allah taala has not made us responsible for others once we give them our best advice we have done our duty now it's up to them whether they act on it or not regardless of whether they are older or younger than us in summary these are the etiquettes of taking and giving suggestions that the holy prophet and the sunnah of the holy prophet sallallahu holy quran and the sunnah of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam have taught us if suggestions are taken and given being mindful of these principles then allah taala grants baraka or blessing in that suggestion such suggestions do not lead to any disharmony or discord amongst people and when these etiquettes are neglected then this leads to conflict between people may allah taala help us follow these commands of sharia amen wa akhiru dawana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin